You're listening to Weather Hype, a podcast for casual weather conversation. I'm Castle Williams. And I'm Min Fun. And in today's episode, we will be talking about some of the challenges that come with communicating weather information. We have an article that we're going to highlight from James Spann, who's a meteorologist in Alabama, and he kind of vents about the frustrations in dealing with uh, his viewers, and also the fact that a lot of people don't know where they live geographically, and how that presents a lot of issues when you're communicating severe weather information. That, and also a post from the National Weather Service Birmingham office that also kind of went on a little bit of a rant. Because they said that people didn't know where they lived, and that wasn't their responsibility. We'll tap into that. And then we'll segue into discussing the Southeast drought, because that was kind of the root of James Spann's original communication frustration. And we'll talk about the fires that have been taking place in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And Castle and I haven't really had a chance to catch up too much over the podcast, so we're actually going to be able to do that this time around. So that should be a lot of fun to uh, kind of talk to Castle, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Is it fun? It doesn't sound like it's going to be. (laughs) I'm worried, actually. (laughs) Then we will finish up with our songs of the week because we didn't have one last week. So I know you're dying to hear what new music. Wait, do we have to give two now or just one? No, just one. Okay. Um, (laughs) And so we'll finish up with our songs of the week. So weather hype is coming up next. <laughs> is it though? Is it? <laughs> now I'm the reason why you broke up with him and got back together. Thought I was sunshine, but baby, I'm bad weather. I'm off the Doppler in the five-day forecast. By the time they hear me, I've already pushed the shore back. No, no, I wasn't always like this. Skies cleared soon as my daylight lit. Sidewalks dried up, no snow emergency. I could take you February and turn it into spring. I get gone, I get gone, and I don't need anyone to know better. Put your faith in Happy meteorological December winter. Oh, yeah, day. that is today. <laughs> totally forgot. Um, for those who don't know, uh, we like to celebrate meteorological winter on December the 1st, and that is the day that we are recording this podcast. Actual winter won't hit. Until the winter solstice, which is what, December 21st, 22nd? 22nd or, yeah, 21st, I think. So, yeah, it, technically, <clears> if you're <throat> looking at the uh, the orbit of the uh, Earth around the sun, that won't happen until uh, later on in the month. But today is a good day, too. And it kind of got a little bit chilly after that cold front came through in the southeastern part of the country anyway. So, happy winter, finally. Even though I don't even think we had a Thanksgiving or a, a <laughs> fall. We, had, we, had... we didn't have a Thanksgiving. It's an American sorry, tragedy. Didn't... that's american horror story um no we had thanksgiving what i meant to say is i don't really think we had a fall or an autumn it kind of just jumped from hot to cold to back to hot it was actually close to 80 degrees here a couple days ago and then now it's starting to chill down a little bit it's just this whole world i can't understand (laughs) this whole whole world (laughs) so question why do we celebrate meteorological winter in all the other meteorological seasons ahead of the solstice like what is the point of that Uh, man i don't know i i'm not sure because i know it's always the first of the month right like Mm -hmm. isn't the meteorological fall was what september 1st was it august 1st oh not august is it august september no i think it's september 1st 1st. yeah because it's it's march 1st and april i don't know anyway i think it's march may september december Man, is that right? Someone needs to fact like check us. <laughs> no, is it June first, meteorological summer? Yeah, I think June first. And then, yeah, so okay. confusing. I don't know why people celebrate it. Yeah, well, not, what's <laughs> the point of it? I don't, it's not a holiday. Now that uh, we're, I don't know why people observe it. Maybe that's what I meant to say. I think maybe I'm thinking more of like a, from a weather ready yeah. nation perspective. That's when they start giving information out about. Here's the hazard. Yeah, here's the hazard you should start thinking about, and da 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 da. Because yeah. I got that email today, so I that's figure true. that's probably it's maybe more of like from a preparedness standpoint, perhaps. Maybe that could be it, or maybe like just in our in our community, we like to just observe it like that. Yeah. Because apparently we don't like astronomy. I don't know. I don't know. But they they would say it on like if I'm sure all the broadcast meteorologists were like, and your forecast on this meteorological winter. Is. Well, uh, they always have to have a special day that they can highlight. It's Groundhog's Day. It's <laughs> Black Friday. It's a normal they, Saturday. <laughs> and they always have a, a some kind of icon below oh, it. Those that... creepy WSI graphics. Yeah, the <laughs> leprechaun on, on St. Patrick's Day, always 
a nightmare to see. Oh it always scares me. And they also have a weird turkey. And then I think Halloween this year was like very bizarre. I had a very odd graphic. I don't mm. remember what it was, but um, it might. Oh, I think it was the mummy. Oh, it was weird. It didn't look right. I don't know. I feel like in 2016, our graphics should be improving, not looking worse. But uh, oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> WSI. I, know, like I was you. about to say, I feel like we're hating on a lot of people right now. Well, we're not so we hating to, on we them. Need to I back just, up a bit. <laughs> I mean, if you looked at the graphics, I don't think anybody can argue that they kind of look a little bit creepy. Mm. Yeah. Just use the same one every year. Don't have to change it every year. Like the Easter bunny should not look like like Benicula. It looks scary. <laughs> like a zombie bunny. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway. Um, well, I guess we're kind of talking about weather communication. We are. Or the communication of weather information. And we you stumbled upon a pretty interesting article from James Spann. He's a meteorologist at ABC 3340 in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, pretty well known throughout the uh, southeastern part of the country. Um, got a lot of people through the 2011 uh, super outbreak of tornadoes in the southeast and especially in northern Alabama. And he's well-renowned in the weather community, and he's a host of Weather Brains, the uh, weather podcast, uh, the original weather podcast. And so um, he had some really strong words about kind of dealing with his audience, right? What were some of the things he had to say? The uh, the article kind of spawned from a audience member kind of calling him out on the rain chances to kind of alleviate the drought that's currently going on in the southeast. So he had originally said, you know, like everyone was really excited because there was finally a trend that there was going to be some rain in the southeast, which we have seen in the past couple of days. Originally, it was a lot. I feel like it was a lot heavier rain than what ended up being actually forecasted. His the audience member emailed James Pan and was like, I can't believe you flipped your forecast. Da 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 da. Like meteorologists are always wrong. And so then James Pan responded back and was like, I would like you to show me those statistics <laughs> that I'm always wrong. And so the guy was like, okay, I'm on it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I've, I have kind of have a strong point of view because, okay. So I, before I should probably preface my strong opinion before I say anything. So I've never been in the broadcast sector. I've never been in the limelight. I've never had to deal with a lot of people like sending me emails or sending me Facebook messages or comment commenting or tweeting or any of that stuff so it's hard for me to think that but it's for me i don't think i would ever lash out at someone and have like a super negative response i feel like that immediately shuts down the communication barrier between not only you and that person but maybe also other people because they see like oh that's how he's going to react react i don't know if my question i might have a stupid question i don't want to ask it because i'm afraid of what might happen I don't know. What are your thoughts on? Um, I mean, that? I've been in that industry. I know how TV works and mm-hmm. how like broadcasting works. And people get a lot of people on TV get a lot of crap <laughs> from yeah. their viewers, from from people. Um, and I can understand that was where kind of uh, one of the posters in our was a students group page was saying how he's like, I can kind of understand how some people can say different things under the frustration and the repetition and the type of. Uh, comments that people get it can get really annoying and to what he posted in terms of like you know i can post my verification statistics and i'll be waiting for you to dig up your information to prove that i'm wrong all the time you know i think that was to kind of shut him down the the viewer Mm -hmm. or the person who commented but then give him a reality check in a way because i've talked to other people too and they said you know being nice hasn't really worked very well in terms and for them anyway mm-hmm. in terms of being like oh yeah like hey robert um you know i don't know why you're saying that but you know i'll give you my information and show you that i'm actually right all the time when you're nice to people like that um they'll continue the dialogue and continue to push to the point that, that you're wrong but then if you shut them down like that you give them an opportunity to kind of like look at themselves and see how maybe how silly they are for mm-hmm. lashing out at you in the first place and then that way you can um you hope that they'll think about it for a minute before they open their mouth and start talking again. Because if you are too nice to them, you're giving them more of an in to continue to talk to you and to try to explain themselves in a way that justifies their point. But if you shut them down, then they don't want to, they're embarrassed, right? And if they're embarrassed, then that might mean that they'll think about it for a long time. And yeah, they might be mad at you, but then hopefully the idea is they'll learn that actually they were wrong. And I can see that maybe being the the way that he was trying to aim at doing Mm -hmm. it, but I'm not completely sure what his motive was. But again, he probably deals with this stuff so much and I can understand the frustration, but I mean, you can look at the likes, like 
he got some people on his side to like it too. Um, and those who support him will definitely look at him and be like, heck yeah, James Spann, like give him some of that crap back to him, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I think like maybe taking it offline or in a private message or something that's more one-on-one could maybe ease into solving the problem. But like I said, I don't know like i've never been in that situation so i can't force my opinion too seriously i guess because i don't know but that's what that's what i would do at least like you know with molly our friend molly she's a broadcaster in in uh, oklahoma and she was saying how people always comment on oh wow you're like they'll make like a really inappropriate Mm -hmm. you know note or comment about like the way she looks or something and then she'll call them out and be like that was really inappropriate and i don't think your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend really appreciates you saying that on my Facebook page. Um, so she'll call them out like that. Do you think that, that that is okay? Or is that different kind of than what James Spann is doing? I think if you're trying to shut them down, that's one thing. But if you're trying to engage with them, like I would almost just delete the comment or report the comment or something versus yeah. like attacking them or trying to shut it down. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not in that sector of meteorology and that's just not who i am like i'm not a confrontational person so i wouldn't engage with someone i would just try and make it silently go away or talk with them one-on-one and be like this is the point i was trying to make do you have an issue with it how can i help you how can i get the information to you to like help you understand what's going on i don't know two things about what you just said i wouldn't delete the comment unless it was like really bad language or it was like pornography or something i wouldn't delete it because i want people like to trust me and never doubt that i would ever delete anyone's comment in the spirit of transparency you know but the other point would be when you post it online in a thread of comments where everybody can see it the fact that people can see that he shut them down may you know prevent other people from in, in good and bad ways may prevent other people from commenting right. on something like that. But then that also might shut them down in a way that if they had a really good question to ask, mm-hmm. then people would be afraid to because they saw how um, confrontational he was with it. Um, so it, it, there's a double-edged sword when it comes to that kind of communication, I think. And it depends on how it works for different people. Maybe it works really well for him. I'm in between. I like to confront people, but at the same time, I'm not going to do it in such a way. If if I were confronting him, I would have been a lot nicer about it, but also would have been like, I do have information to back up the fact that I'm actually right most of the time, but I would love to have a conversation with you as opposed to I'll be waiting for you to dig up your facts about me, you know? That was kind of like, yeah, kinda boom, <laughs> drops the mic, you know? Yeah. It's kind of scary. Like, I can I don't want to mess with James Spann. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, in the article, there was another point, too, about... Oh, this is the most frustrating thing when you're posting a graphic and then people will be like, what about my city? Mm-hmm. What about my county? What about my neighborhood? What about my street? You cannot forecast for every single individual person, you know, and if you give a map and you give an area of, you know, a relative area of where things are going to happen, people should be able to make deductions based on what the map says and what you say. You don't have to zoom in hyper locally to, you know a fire hydrant or like a, you I don't know why I said fire hydrant, <laughs> <laughs> but to a street corner or like, you know, you shouldn't have mm-hmm. to do that for people because people should be able to get the information themselves. They don't, they shouldn't have to go on social media and ask specifically about their exact location. And that gets really annoying for people in broadcasting because they don't have time to sit there and like hyper forecast. And they're going to tell you the same thing. You know, like, yeah. when am I going to get the weather? When am I going to get the weather? Well, we're giving you a window of time that the weather will hit you. And if you live in that window, in that space, then that's your answer. And most of the time, they'll com- the meteorologists will comment and be nice and say, okay, you live here, this is what you're going to expect. But it's so frustrating if you're the meteorologist, you have other things to do rather than repeat yourself multiple times to multiple people. But that's like the, the problem. You have to localize it to everybody so that they feel as if you care about them. Because if you don't mention their city, you don't mention their their dog's name. I don't know. If you don't personalize <laughs> it for them, people get really annoyed. They're like, why didn't you talk about my city? Well, maybe because your city has like five people that live there. And the other city has like 25,000 people that live there. <laughs> I don't know. It's, that, it's a problem, but it takes a whole societal change like people need to stop doing that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. can they and will they uh, societal transformation in many ways needs to happen but how does that happen i don't i don't have the answer to that yeah it's very difficult especially with 
like all the technology that we currently have in the world and how everything on our phone is run off of location services and everything automatically like when you put a Facebook post it automatically tags where you're at and with all these new perks that we're slowly getting invested in it's requiring less uh, geographical skill to continue as we pursue like as we go through life I don't know if that is ultimately the issue or if there's like something a lot lower like the education system or just individuals being able to geographically understand where they're located in space but i think there should be some easier way perhaps some sort of interactive graphic that takes those location services on your phone and puts a crosshair on where the you're located in the graphic or something i don't know i feel like there's some way that we can creatively take something that the National Weather Service is using or that broadcasters put out that's more broadly focused, but then uses technology and location-based services that we have implemented and kind of tag it onto it. So it's not more work for the people issuing the graphics, but yeah. kind of tailors it to the person. They already have those crosshairs. Like the National Weather Service has the crosshairs. If you look at any radar on any weather app, oh, yeah. they have a cro- they have the location on there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it comes down not necessarily only technology, while that is partially to blame. You remember that video from like eight nine years ago of Miss South Carolina or something, yes. where they're asking her like, Iraq, "Why don't people Iraq. know how to point out?" I actually watched that video today randomly with my friend in uh in our uh, office but she you know why can't people point out usa on a map on a globe mm. which i think it's still crazy that people can't do that but when you look at a county on a state map and you you can't identify that that's a little bit harder than pointing out usa on a map but it's kind of the same thing too i think it's a huge education problem we don't value geography and education um, mm. as much it's about memorization mainly it is i mean in georgia i had a map we had to label yep i think all the georgia county maybe all 150 what 50, 159 counties or something like that yeah um we had to label all of them and so i don't know them all now but i definitely know all the counties in my viewing area right. of of georgia in north carolina i've only been here for a year and a half so granted i don't know it that well but i know my county and surrounding counties kind of and where i'm located the uh, technology issue doesn't cover the fact that most of the people who comment on a meteorologist's page they're older people who are asking, mm-hmm. what about my city? What about my city? So I don't think either they do know or they don't know where they live, but also I think it's like laziness. Like they don't want to have to figure it out for yeah. themselves. The technology is making it convenient. So they're just going to ask somebody who will answer them um, as opposed to figuring it out on their own because they can probably figure it out if they just take a minute to look at the map. I mean, they could just Google like what county is blah, blah city in and then... Well, I think they know, they probably know the answer to that. I think they just don't, like, if you looked at a map and looked at the timing, I don't know, of, of like, when the impacts are going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think they care to look at the map. Like, they look at the map like, eh, this is kind of confusing. I'm just going to ask somebody. But then just take a minute, look at it, and then understand it. But it comes down to just, like, an inability to understand how to read a diagram, maybe, is even the more basic way of looking at it. Not just yeah. geography, but, like, a map in general or a diagram in general people may not know what they're doing and like to say that because somebody was like oh these little kids like these like college kids or high school kids they don't know how to tell what directions are they're going in or where they live on a map i mean yeah some don't but a lot of people know like you know so i don't it's an issue education in this country isn't as great as it should be (laughs) Um, but I'm coming from a biased standpoint too, because being a geography major and actually looking right. at road atlases as a kid for fun, um, kind of helps mm-hmm. me realize where things are located. So that's my geeky moment of the night. Yeah. Well, I feel like I, I have sort of a geographical sense. Like I know where I'm at in space. And as I like, when we go to these conferences, walk around the city, like I start to create a mental map of like, oh, if I walk down this street and to the left, that's the hotel. And so I feel like that kind of geographical awareness is kind of, it's not like everyone doesn't have it, but I'm trying to think what kind of traits lead to that. Or is it my training in geography that has given that to me or, you know, so I I don't, I don't know. I feel like more people are, there are certain characteristics within people that make them more geographically understanding of where they're at and their location and how they, how they currently relate to space and things around them in space.
Well, I think this is probably a good point to transition into the National Weather Service Birmingham post. Man, claps all over from that post. It was like, bam, bam, bam. (sighs) Um, So want to give us a little bit of background about what that post was? Sure. Okay. So on, I guess it was November 28th, correct? Um, Yeah. So uh, NWS Birmingham posted on Facebook and basically... It was all about what we've been talking about, knowing where you're at in space or your geography, knowing your county. Um, I'm not really sure what spawned this or if they knew that the severe weather outbreak was approaching and that they wanted to throw this awareness out there. But basically they said, in a nutshell, I'm not quoting here, that they don't really have time to tell people where they're located in the graphics that they create that is the audience's job or the end user's job and that by continuously asking them they're wasting both the end user's time and the forecaster's time yeah let me read the quote real quick it's it's quote unquote to be brutally honest it's not our responsibility to interpret our graphics for you you should have enough knowledge of your location and surrounding area to to do that for yourself that way you're not wasting our time or yours yeah (laughs) oh snap yeah and but then but then they Say, thanks for your help and understanding with the smiley face. So that makes it all right. <laughs> the smiley emoticon oh, alleviates any uh, any frustration you might have with them. It just melts away. Works every time. I use that yeah. on you all the time on text. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, I mean, <laughs> reading the user comments, people were like, I can't believe people don't know where they live. And we had talked about this, too, on the Was It Student page where... This graphic wasn't really directed necessarily. I mean, while the idea was to be directed at people who don't know where they live to figure out where they live and where they uh, their counties are on the map, it was definitely targeting people who probably already know where they live because most of the commenters were very aware of, of their location and saying stuff like, you know, I can't believe you have to even say this. Like, people should know where they live. And then it got a bunch of likes and um, people were like, yeah, people are so stupid nowadays. And I'm like, oh, my God. <sighs> um like so uh, I feel like at, uh, I was blaming people a, a couple moments ago. Like, oh, you should know where you live. Why could you be so dumb? But there are, are a lot of reasons why, you know? Yeah. Uh, we should definitely work on better educating them. But I don't think that's a responsibility of meteorologists per se. But anything that we can do in small ways to help, like a little campaign on social media or something could be helpful. Or uh, reaching out to schools somehow if you're in like a geography department maybe mm-hmm. reaching out to schools and making sure that that's something that they value but this is like a curriculum issue you can't just right there's so many underlying things that we have to be able to get to in order to uh, get people to think about geography in a different way and understand the, the importance of place but i don't know it's really frustrating and the way they handled the post i think was definitely very like ranty you know, mm-hmm. like they're ranting and yelling at you. Yeah. But and, and that that's the turnoff, right? You have some ideas about how you should communicate and how if you say something in a certain way, you're losing a lot of your audience. It was just kind of frustrating. It was almost like that someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed or they as soon as they got into the office, someone said like, well, what about Coleman, Alabama? And that just like sent them off. And they're like, ah, oh, I got to make a Facebook what post about, about this. Coleman, Alabama? I don't know. It just seemed like. <laughs> They were coming at it from a perspective of like, what we do is right. We're the ones that are right. And you're everyone who's reading this is wrong. And I don't know. I just didn't like that perspective. Like just because they're making these graphics doesn't mean that people can interpret them correctly. I just felt like they were kind of being like, oh, we're the almighty people who create the graphics. And so therefore you should understand them. Yeah. And it definitely came off like that. Yeah. And I just didn't like that because immediately like you said all those people are gonna start posting oh those people are so stupid but the people that actually don't know where they live or how what the geography is like around them they're gonna be like completely embarrassed they're gonna shut down they're gonna fly through like keep flipping past that post and they're the ones that actually need to read it and understand it so they're like completely shutting off the end user that they should have been reaching by using an angry emotion it did not sit well with me. And, and especially after, because we just talked about Span's blog, and this came like two or three days after it. And he's also in Alabama. So for some reason, I feel like they're kind of connected. I don't know how. It, it doesn't sit well with me, but I'll tell no, you. That. I, I'm sure they 
are they have a great relationship span and the national weather service in birmingham uh they're both both in birmingham so I'm, i'm sure they read each other's stuff you know i think that a lot of people read that post and yeah like you said they kind of shut down or they find it hilarious that you don't know right but like i posted in the uh the facebook group page from a Facebook analytics standpoint, the post did really well. It got over 300 reactions to it, likes and smiles and loves or whatever. And it got over 60 comments and over 700 shares. So the people who are sharing it, I'm assuming they're not sharing it and saying Alabama people are stupid. I think they're sharing it to tell their other people to take mm-hmm. note of where you live. And whether those people who see those shared posts take the action of finding out where they live, I don't know. But it did successfully in terms of uh, looking strictly at how well it did on Facebook. If it were to take a lighter tone and a more happy tone, I'm curious to know how it would have done. If it would have been like, hey guys, like we're expecting severe weather this afternoon. How about you maybe look for your place and then uh, share with your friends to let them know too. Smiley face. <laughs> Eggplant emoji. I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. So it'd be really curious to see. And I'm I'm sure this isn't, like, they don't only post confrontational, mean things on the <laughs> Birmingham page. I'm sure they've posted some really good outreach stuff. But it'd be really interesting to talk to the social media focal point in their office to see what kind of material they've been posting and how it, how well it does. Because this one definitely gained attention. If it wasn't mean and ranty, I don't think I would have seen it. And I don't think it would have been talked about that much in the meteorology world. But yeah. because it was, maybe this helped save somebody's life that night. I don't know. Yep could have also not helped people and so i'm wondering if by having this angry ranty post like how often are people commenting in their in their posts after that so i'm wondering if engagement may have went down because of the ranty feel of you need to figure out yourself and don't ask us questions (laughs) you need to look at yourself look in the mirror so i'm wondering (laughs) like if someone could have been like is there a tornado warning in Coleman, Alabama? But instead they are like, oh, I remember that post. I'm not going to do it. And then they yeah, didn't take shelter yeah. and then they died. That could have happened too. I don't want to think about that, but you're right. It could have. They could have been like, you know what? No, I don't like you. I don't like you guys. You guys are giving me a tornado warning. Ha. Huh. I say no yeah. and I'm going to survive. Yeah, I can. Or well. they're or they're embarrassed and they're like, you know what? I don't know where I live. I'm going to do the best I can. And it just wasn't enough. That's a really sobering point that could have happened. We don't know, but it could have happened. So, I mean, what's the next step? Do we talk to them? Do we reach out to them? Uh, do we try to figure out who we should contact to maybe talk to them about that? Are we the right people to talk to them about that? I don't you know? know. I feel like we're always the people that are willing to reach out and do something and other people aren't. And that really frustrates me. That's the thing. I, I think it takes everybody to make an effort to reach out to somebody and have a conversation about it. You and I are up and coming in what we do in our field, but we may not be respected by everybody because people will be like, who the heck are you? Oh, yeah. I, I'm in. I'm the host of Weather <laughs> <laughs> I would like to speak to you about your practices okay. on social media. <laughs> if it was anyone, it would be you with your knowledge and expertise in social media analytics. If anything, you could come at it from a different perspective and just be like, I'm curious. I'm doing this project on social analytics in the National Weather Service, and I was curious about this post, how well it did. Like, what was your thought process behind the post and you could come at it from more of a research perspective but get that insight but overall i think it just came off as like an extreme frustration and just kind of like we're gonna say this and that's what's gonna happen instead of like thinking through ways that they could fix it or solutions um instead they were just like this is wrong and then left it at that yeah no i hate that i hate when people say something's wrong and they never they don't give you a fix or or a solution or some way to kind of tweak it to make it better they're just like no you're wrong move on and i hate that but at the end of the span article he did say that they would hopefully be receiving funding to investigate this so yeah so they can do a little bit of research to figure out uh, what they can do better and what you know they can do everyone can do better as a whole uh, to get the information across so plus there's a whole literature based on the geography of risk so if anyone is interested in it look it up (laughs) <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you can uh, post it on something. I mean, I'll post it on the website, but you can look, look it up. You can look more into it. There's an action. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Now shifting gears a little bit, yeah, we had that severe weather outbreak in uh, the southeastern part of the country. We had over 25 tornadoes, I think. But the other big headline coming from the south was the Tennessee fires that were happening. We mentioned it earlier that there was an exceptional drought. Uh, Birmingham, I think, didn't have rain for over 60 days. And uh, parts of northwest Georgia and eastern Tennessee also were facing some severe, severe drought. There were a lot of fires that went on. It's pretty sad to see that the city of Gatlinburg, with the uh, the cold front coming through and the winds gusting up to 60 miles an hour, uh, it fl- uh, fanned the flames and the flames kind of destroyed a big part of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Right now, the death toll is at 10. 10 people unfortunately lost their lives. Uh, 700 buildings were burned in the county, uh, Sevier County or Sevier County. I don't yeah, know if I'm severe. saying that correctly. It's okay. Sevier. Okay. And then 300 buildings alone in Gatlinburg were burned as well. And 14,000 people were evacuated on Monday. Not everyone, unfortunately, got out. Um, okay, but there was some harrowing video of people escaping the fire yeah, as like their vehicle was like, burning. We've seen some of those videos from other parts of the uh, country, particularly out west. But when it, you see something like that on the east coast, it, it's kind of interesting because you don't really think about that happening. But in Gatlinburg, in that area, it's a lot of winding roads to get up and down the uh, the Smoky Mountains. In, in Castle, you've been there a few times. You said you vacationed there too? Yeah, so I've been there twice. Once we stayed in a cabin and the other time we stayed in a hotel in Gatlinburg. And it's it was a ton of fun. Like they, it's kind of like a like you said, it's like a vacation destination. So they have a lot of cool. Like there's an aquarium there that's really awesome. Has like a conveyor belt where you go through, and look at all the fish as they swim over you. There's like a skydiving indoor place. There's a Ripley's, believe it or not. There's a Guinness Book of World Records. So there's like a lot of cool like little niche things to do. But yeah, it's so sad to hear about Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. So especially so close to home. I guess um, you don't hear about this often. And we've been smelling the smoke in Athens from a few of the wildfires in North Carolina and Tennessee and North Georgia. And so over the past few weeks. And so when we heard this, it's kind of really shocking. And all the videos and the photos and everything is just just devastating. Because the fires have been happening for for a month or so. Yeah. You know, and we've smelled the smoke all the way in in eastern North Carolina. We smelled it all the way down to the Georgia and South Carolina coasts. So these fires have been burning, but for the most part, they've been burning not near cities too much. But then Mm -hmm. the Gatlinburg one, I think everybody recognized it kind of just happened. I think the fires were relatively close, but the the wind was um, just completely pushed into the city. And people did not have time. It was one of those times where you had to make a kind of your decision or take an action immediately. You couldn't wait to see like, oh, let me see if the fire is coming. You had to make a decision to leave right at that time. And and based on that video that we saw, people did not have much time to get out. And people were actually stuck in that hotel to one of the hotels that I saw. Um, People were filming videos from inside of it as flames were like at the front door. That is crazy. And... Even fires out west, you have a little bit of time to get out, but these people seem like they're trapped, like they couldn't go anywhere. And to Mm -hmm. me, that was really frightening because I've never been in a fire like that before. And I couldn't imagine, you know, you coming to Gatlinburg to hang out, maybe vacation, or you you live there. And all of a sudden, it's like a knock on your door, get out, leave. And you're like, wait, what? You know, and I I don't know if they're aware of the fires around them earlier Mm -hmm. than uh, before Monday, but I'm, I'm sure they probably had to be a little bit aware but you know i don't think they anybody realized it was going to threaten the city because it kind of just happened out of nowhere i saw on twitter when i was scrolling down monday night and it was like gatlinburg evacuating i was like what it's insane and then to make matters kind of worse like the national media we were talking about this too they didn't even really cover the story very much they talked about (laughs) i got a um more information about this denver fire in lakewood uh colorado of uh, a fire burning on green mountain but i don't think it was really threatening too many people but gatlinburg like it's a small town it's a touristy destination but it, mm-hmm. it's definitely in the hearts and minds of a lot of people that got like virtually no attention uh local news stations were covering it the most and then the national folks didn't really do much until main the next day maybe like a tweet about it or something but even CNN the next day, they had like their top eight or top 10 stories. And I saw one of my friends tweeting it. And the Gatlinburg fire wasn't even mentioned as a top 10 story in the country. What was top 10? The Dylan mm-hmm. Roof uh, trial from Charleston's AME Church shooting. Mm-hmm. 
Trump, of course. The plane crash, I think. The, from, the Brazilian pr- yeah. plane crash, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a bunch of things like, I get it, they're important too, but this fire is a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. People are like racing for their lives and the only way, the only reason it got attention afterwards was because of the cool video of the yeah. fires like in the car evacuating. Finally, when they said people died from it was when people started caring. The TV station started caring more. Um, which is so sad, but they have Annoying. to sens- make it like sensational in order to like warrant it having it covered. You know, it can't be like, oh, there was a fire and no one died. Like that's boring to people. You have to have something bad that happens. I hate. Ugh, makes yeah, me. It's just makes it's me so disgusting. Angry. But yeah, I mean, thoughts and prayers to the folks in Gatlinburg and Tennessee and, and everywhere else, and also thoughts and prayers to the people who uh, were ravaged by the tornadoes too. It's been a really crazy um, week of weather, and um, I mean. Ugh, I don't know. It's just, it's very frustrating just to see all these things happening. And this year alone, I can already count so many, like, big floods that happened. I don't even know what this winter storm or the winter season is going to hold. I'm kind of worried about it because uh, it seems like we're just getting more and more. And I don't know, Castle. Okay, so I don't know. But the good news is the, the southeast got much-needed rain. And there you go. we're expected to get more rain next week. So hopefully without hopefully severe weather, will... though. Yeah, hopefully. So at least we'll take the rain and it can kind of, we can start inch by inch getting those, uh, the drought taken away. So, man, it's been way too long. Has it been way too long? On the phone in a while. We've chatted. You're way too long. Thanks, maybe? (laughs) Mark? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh lord we're gonna have to make this like not friendly for children it'll be okay all right <laughs> wait what was the question <laughs> i said what have you been up to or how are you doing or or some kind is, of salutation to you please what is life <laughs> insert cue to ask men to get him to say something about his life <laughs> um no it's been good i uh i went to the cdag uh, conference in columbia Ooh. south carolina the southeastern division of the association for american oh, geographers. geographers it just yes. ooh, what a what an it acronym just rolls off the tongue oh definitely it's part of a regional aag meeting and it's like the biggest conference for geographers and got to go to a lot of talks got to present my research on the facebook analytics stuff and got to meet some cool people so um, that was a lot of fun columbia we were in the downtown area it was actually pretty nice i didn't expect much from columbia from stories i've heard from people to be honest but i liked it it wasn't too bad and i stayed with my friend michael uh, michael stewart shout out to Michael. michael he went to school with us at uga and he is now at the university of south carolina doing his master's degree so uh yeah it was great catching up with him and talking with him a little bit too but it was fun and then drove home for thanksgiving we had snow crab for Thanksgiving. It was great. Mm. I I don't like eating turkey for Thanksgiving. I actually don't like eating like that roasted turkey you get from the oven. Because I eat it, I don't know, not every day, but I eat it like once or twice <laughs> every year. And for some reason, that's enough to like make me... Once or twice every year, like Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yeah, but it makes <laughs> me like not... I don't know. I'm so tired of it. I, I don't eat it that often, though, but I think maybe the idea of associating the holiday with that specific food is getting kind of old for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd rather eat something different. So, yeah, we made a, a, diff- a few different dishes. We had uh, snow crab. We had, I guess we had, like, baked potato instead of, like, mashed potatoes, which is pretty interesting. Um, that was good. And then a few other things, too. I made some kale and potatoes. Uh, so that was yummy, but... And then Black Friday shopping, a little bit of that. Got a, um, got some stuff. I got a Fitbit for my dad, and mm. I got my mom some earphones. But that's gonna be coming with her iPod Shuffle. I'm hoping to get pretty soon for her. Oh. Um, and some other things too. But uh, luckily, my mom and dad don't care about me. I don't listen to the podcast, so it's yeah. Okay. I was gonna say <laughs> you have to bleep it out or something. They don't speak English. It's like okay, they do. Um, but yeah, no, they. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> I'm a terrible son. Um, but yeah, so finals week is coming up now. And then after that, I'm going to New York for a little bit. And then I will be going home for the holidays. So um, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, same, same Z's. Um, did I you went... go to a conference in Columbia? No. I did not. But you, but you saw some UGA people. I, I did. I did. Danielle Haskett and Shayna. Saw Shayna. Hi, Woo! Shayna. 
<laughs> I've met her. Uh, I met her at the CDAG conference in uh, Virginia Roanoke. in 2013. Yeah. I met her at the. I saw her again at the uh, CDAG meeting in Athens in, in 2014, yeah. and I hadn't seen her in a qu- uh, quite a while. But um, she's my social media friend now too. I see you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she told me the story oh, about gosh. that, by the way. Okay, she did. I was about to say, there's a story behind that. <laughs> oh, man. Hello, girl. <laughs> yeah, so I did see some UGA people there, um, but you were not there, and it was quite sad. I was not there. CDAG is an interesting conference. I like it. What do you mean interesting? That was a negative way of saying it. It's not my favorite, to be honest. I mean, you go to so many. I mean, not really. It's just not my favorite. How many have you At been all. to? You didn't go to the one last year. I went. No, I've been to Roanoke and UGA. Okay. It's just. I mean, the UGA okay. one you worked at. You didn't really yeah. like do it. You worked at it. And the yeah. one in Virginia, that was fun with Alexandra and taking like random photo shoots in the yeah. uh, hotel in Roanoke. That was cool. That was fun. But yeah, Roanoke was a lot of fun. But I think it was more fun because of the town and the experience than the yeah. actual conference. True. Also, the lodge was really legit. That was really cool. And it was like freezing. It was. I had neck burn. It was burn. nice. Um, this is a kind of a tangent, but remember when we went to the Applied Geography Conference in Atlanta yes, in 2014? Yes. Well, did you see where the conference is going to be for 2017 for Applied Geography? No. It's going to be on a cruise ship to the Bahamas. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never like, heard of having a conference on a cruise ship before. Yeah, it was pretty funny. In the email, they're like, you should forego AAG this year and... Really? They yep, said that? Get on a cruise. Yeah, they oh, said I it's cheaper than AAG. Oh, well, shoot. I yeah. mean, that's some direct competition in the I geography know. world, but I don't know if I'd be able to be productive on a cruise ship for a Me conference, either. though. And I also feel like that, like, while the idea seems really fun and really cool, the fact that you're, like, on a cruise ship and you have to do a conference talk, I think that might actually turn a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a unique idea, but having to commit to all that, I don't know if people would be down for that. So I, I find that to be a little bit interesting because you're going to have a lot of people who may not present because they don't want to be on a cruise ship. I don't think I want to do yeah. that, you know? I mean, I don't think I would, but I've never been on a cruise, so I don't know. Have you been on a cruise? Yeah, I I think I might have gone like one of the same ones that they're proposing for the, uh, the conference. Oh. I went on a three-day cruise to the Bahamas. Yeah, it's good. But if you're like in conference talks the whole time, I just don't see how you could be productive because I don't want to eat the whole time or i'd want, <laughs> want to, to eat the whole time i would they have good food and it's like all you can eat um but then you know i don't know you have like the con- the captain's dinner which is like mm. lobster so i guess that would be fine because then um you know how when you go to a conference they have like coffee they have like beverages nearby yeah. i'd imagine i mean the cruise ship has like everything free that because you pay for it so it's not like you know what i mean i don't know it's just like free food all the time you'd have like instead of little or d'oeuvres, you have, like, burgers and steaks. I'm just all about the food, apparently, for the cruise ship. You are. Lord. Well, other than that, I, I had Thanksgiving, but it was kind of an unconventional year for Thanksgiving, which was kind of interesting. So Wait, my, was that? My mom was under the weather, and so she didn't feel like cooking. Aw. And so I was like, I can cook. And she was like, well, if you think about it, we have, like, my godmother, we go to her house, and my... My, my dad's side and so she's like we're gonna have we're gonna go to your godmother's house on friday and your dad's family on saturday so she's like it wouldn't make sense to have thanksgiving meals thursday friday and saturday mm. so so we had pizza on thanksgiving <laughs> really did you make it or did you order it yeah DiGiorno. i made DiGiorno. <laughs> you made DiGiorno. i made it i was about to say it when you so said you, you cooked dinner i was like what did you make yeah what do you normally make at home? What? Like for like, food? Like normally or for Thanksgiving? No, like no, like normally on a day-to-day life. So I, I like to do like Mexican, so like tacos or like fajitas. I like a good breakfast taco. Okay. Can't beat that. Chili or white chicken chili is always good okay. to eat. Pasta is always good. Now I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> ramen? Mm. No, I don't like ramen. I know you don't. You're weird. My roommate doesn't like ramen either. See, I'm not the only weirdo. No, actually, you and him, your palates of eating, I feel like are very similar. Oh, yeah. Doesn't like vegetables. They are. Yeah. Everything you just listed, I think he likes. And he but likes- I'm starting to get more into vegetables. Shayna is getting me into vegetables. You go, girl. 
Make I them eat some vegetables. Get that. I had broccoli the other night. Get that vitamin A. Yeah, I had broccoli the other night. For the first time? No, not for the first time. <laughs> Chinese I just don't food. like how you... I just don't like how you... When you eat broccoli, like the the things on the end kind of break off in your mouth. It's like... Ugh. I mean, that's why you it's have almost like eating a tree. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's how eating a tree is <laughs> that's like. But okay, if you insist. Uh, it's like the leaves coming off. Um... Again, no, okay. but okay. <laughs> anyway, so I had Thanksgiving pizza for Thanksgiving, and then I went gray, yeah, gray Thursday shopping with a friend. Gray we to, Thursday? Who says that? Yeah, it's gray Thursday, white Wednesday. White Wednesday? Yeah. Why? Hello. Because Black Friday, you got a decrease in color. Black, gray, white. Are you white. fudging kidding me right now? Oh, my no. God. Well, the reason That's for Black Friday called. doesn't even have to do with the color. You can't assign it white. Sounds like you're being a supremacist. No, that's just how it is. I've heard people, I've heard shopping people use that phrase. How about it's just a weekday Wednesday? Like, <laughs> but or, it's the Wednesday before or Thanksgiving Black Friday. Thanksgiving Thursday. They already have names. Stop giving them our names. Oh my God, American society. Well, anyway, What's wrong with you? I We're going to start naming winter storms next. Like, what, what is oh, this? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I went. Okay, so I went gray Thursday shopping. And. Don't. I went to an Ugh. undisclosed location and got my dad an undisclosed item. Wait, did your dad listen to the podcast? Sometimes he does. I was about to say undisclosed. Like, would you go to Adam and Eve? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just withholding the information. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but it was really crazy. So did you go when, it, like, were the, was it crazy on Friday or? Well, I was trying to wait until Friday and by wait till Friday, like, wait till midnight. So I oh, left oh. I left my house at like 11, a little bit after 11. I kind of cheated and got to the department store at like 11.45. So I was like, oh, technically I didn't wait till Friday because I'm kind of against the whole Thanksgiving shopping thing. But I mean, <laughs> it wasn't that bad, actually. There were plenty of parking spots. And like by 2 a.m., there weren't really that many people out anymore. And then at 2 a.m., I went to the outlet mall. And oh, my Lord. There were a decent amount of people out, but not not too much. Friday, I went shopping again like when i woke up and ate with my friends and stuff but when i waited in line it was like halfway around the outside of the building and they handed us maps when we walked in and they're like everything is moved around to make it easier on you and they're like you have to move in a like in a straight line around the store you can't deviate like every so often there's so like first it was tvs in the clothing section then next it was like tablets and headphones and then it was like game systems and so they had it like cartoned off yeah yeah it was crazy People i mean were i don't around. see when they organize like that i don't understand how you have those like videos from a walmart in california people like trampling over each other and well that's because walmart does it different they let you in the door no matter what but then right at six the sales start so people oh. just huddle huddle around the boxes and Gosh. wait and wait like five fifty nine and then they just like go and grab for them Jesus, and that's why people but don't fight. they like why don't people learn like as a big box company or store yeah don't you learn I mean a well yeah people shouldn't have to do that anyway like that's totally the customer's fault for fighting each other but at the same time the single file uh, option I think is a little bit better. We're handing out a voucher. You know, like if you're in line first, yeah. which, which voucher do you want? You want the flat screen TV voucher or do you want yeah, the like that. Dr. Dre Beats voucher, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't know. Consumerism at its best, man. America at its finest moments. Black Friday <laughs> or shopping on Thanksgiving. Who knows nowadays? <laughs> Next, it'll be White Wednesday. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop <laughs> with the White Wednesday. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. If you're gonna do great Thursday, you could just like made a th alliteration at least. Come on, not you, the... but like a society. Oh, okay, I was like Thursday, Thursday, but that's already a thing. Yeah, that's already a thing. What's a color that starts with T? Thistle, thistle Thursday. Okay, that's not a color. That's a thing. I feel like thistle is a color. It's like a beigey color. How about I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure if you go get a 128 crayon box there'll be a freaking thistle crayon in it or just look at the uh national weather service wah, wah, or wah. that <laughs> oh snap don't shade all over the weather enterprise today just kidding i love you weather enterprise please employ me soon <laughs> and then other than that i finished the extension of my uh fellowship hopefully get an internship with national weather service thanks for your edits i appreciate it no problemo and got that submitted yesterday so Aww. well good luck with that you have to keep everybody thanks. posted but 
keep I me will. posted more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, have you decided what you're doing for next year? Because like some deadlines are approaching. Like today was UGA's deadline. Well, I guess I'm not going to UGA. <laughs> <laughs> like what the heck? Um, I'm not going to graduate school. I'm not going to PhD. So you decided doctorate? Yeah, I'm definitely not going to a doctorate. Okay. Uh, next, I didn't next know fall. if you decided. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that I'm taking at least a year or two off between uh, masters if I do go back to school. But I'm looking into getting a job right now. But I haven't really looked too hard yet. But I also am trying to travel, which again is my priority. So, you know, to some people that might seem weird, but to me, I'm, I'm sticking to it. You know, I've, I've done academics all my life. I've worked really hard to get where I am today. And when is there another better opportunity to travel the world? Uh, really helps you figure out your life and figure out who you are. And you get some amazing experience that you can't get doing anything else, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, as, as people might think that that's silly, I don't at all. I don't, it's not even funny to me in, in any regard that I prioritize <laughs> traveling over getting a job. That might speak toward a little bit of the privilege that I have, to be quite honest, because I have a family that will support me a little bit, but I am using my money that I've been saving for years to do this too. But I'm, you know, a lot of people can't afford to do that. They have to get a job right after they graduate because there's no other way to sustain the way they live. And mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But like I've said before, traveling, it's kind of a privileged thing. People who have more money get to travel more. And people who don't have more money don't get to travel as much. And I have to appreciate that privilege, but then use this experience to somehow help other people in the future. Well, wherever you go, you have to make sure and take your microphone with you. Um, We'll see. (laughs) Um, You could be like... Hey, Castle, I'm in London in the closet of the hotel recording. <laughs> okay, that closet has been exited, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, London or... Well, I'm not trying to go to any big cities. I'm trying to go to all rural... Mm. Not rural, but like smaller, mid-sized cities just to experience something different. I feel like everybody's always going to like, you know, Budapest or going to like... Okay. Berlin <laughs> or Amsterdam. <laughs> I want to kind of see a city for what it is and not necessarily touristy <laughs> things. What are you laughing about? I want to go where people don't normally go. I mean, those, I kind of do. All those basic people going to... <laughs> I mean, part of it is like trying not to be basic, but the other part is like really getting <laughs> a good local feel. And I don't feel like I'll be able to do that if I keep on mm. going to these bigger cities that, that I'm probably going to stay with like touristy people and whatnot. I kind of want to escape all that and see like... Yeah. When I think of the United States of America and people come here, they always <laughs> want to go to what? New York, LA, Orlando, and Atlanta. maybe a few other. Yeah. Eh, I don't think people want to go to LA. <laughs> they, they have to fly into Atlanta, but they don't go to places like Charleston or Savannah or smaller cities that you really get a lot out of. And that's what I'm aiming for to see the cities that people don't talk about as much to get a different perspective. Cause I can go to those big cities, I feel like a little bit more easily than I could for, um, to go to the smaller cities like that ICB, the International Congress of Biometeorology Conference mm-hmm. is going to be in Durham, England. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a terribly big city in England. It's not a London or a Manchester or, you know, whatever. So that might provide a different perspective on, on England that I may not have seen before when I was there. So that's my rationale for it. But we'll see. We will see how things go. Now that we've caught up, since we missed last week's Song of the Week for the awesome uh, No Weather Radio podcast, we need to catch up. And so, Min, what is your Song of the Week? Mine is John Legend's Love Me oh, Now. I was just looking at that. I haven't I haven't heard it. Okay, it's really good. With everything that we've been dealing with, I think the song is very appropriate. It's all about love and embracing each other. And, you know, in moments of darkness, sometimes you have to embrace each other and make sure that you tell somebody that you really care about them. And I think John Legend is really exuberating that message out to people to say that, you know, love triumphs over everything. And you have to make sure that that is a message that is resonating to everybody. And I think his album title is Darkness and Light. Kind of that idea going on. Uh, The music video is really nice. He's singing to his wife. Mm. What's her name again? uh, Chrissy. Chrissy Teigen? Yeah. Yeah. So it's very... uh, adorable and and nice and 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 cool to see him and her and so in love you know must be nice (laughs) must be (laughs) you know in love that thing must be so great um but yeah check out the song it's been on the radio i've heard it a few times but i sing that song sometimes when i'm just sitting in my room not gonna Mm. lie love me now music video (laughs) yes 
Castle, what is your song of the week? Well, I, it's it's. Oh, too I'm hard. sorry. You have an album yeah, of the it's week. Too hard to decide. So DNCE. Don't tell me it's Ariana no, Grande. DNCE just came out with their new album or their first. Is it actually their good? First though? album. It's very good. Is it like weird? Like they're eat cake on the. Yeah, beach? I mean they all have that kind of unique sound to them, but they're really good. They're some of them are. It's like a unique, catchy. I would say all of those songs. Yeah, I like all of them actually. I haven't found one if that I don't like. you could pick one. Oh, I knew you were going to ask if you me could that. P- I mean, you have to. You can't just tell them, hey, pick up this album. Nobody has money for that. You can go on Spotify and listen to it for free. Hello. Oh, well, well, give us a priority because we don't want to start with the wrong okay. one and be like, ugh. Priorities. So obviously, okay, so this is their first album. So all of the like the songs from their EP are on this album. So you're going to have your mm-hmm. Cake by the Ocean, Pay My Rent, Toothbrush. Paid My Rent? I, never, I haven't heard oh, that Oh, yeah, it's yet. good. It's on their uh, huh. uh, EP. And then also Body Moves, which is their newest like uh, radio single right now is Body Moves. But beyond mm-hmm. those, the ones that are really good are Dr. You. Um, but then Truthfully is also really good. Mm, sounds like it'd be very uh, poetic. It is. It's actually really uh, like chill and calm, which is so unlike them. But it's like mm. hauntingly beautiful. Ooh, what a descriptor. Look at that. Um, but yeah, you should check out the entire album. You can find, I'll post the entire thing in. <laughs> I thought you were about to end the podcast. You can find us in a variety of places. No, I wouldn't take your line. Trust me. Oh, man. Although Tyra did last week and I was like, oh snap, Tyra. <laughs> but I will put these songs as well as men's song on the playlist on our website. So you should check it out. Oh, I forget we had that playlist. Yeah. You can just go to Spotify and listen to the Weather Hype playlist oh man i feel like we're fake like endorsing them but i actually just didn't remember that we had a playlist it's like one of those commercials oh, yeah. that some podcasts have where it was like whoa i didn't know that tell me more. you can build a website <laughs> and it actually looks good no way <laughs> i i don't care for dnc that much but i i guess i'll have to listen to some of their music after you and chris are talking about yeah. it plus i'm going to see them in concert in 16 days so that's right, Jingle Ball, yeah, right? Yeah, so I have to make sure I know all of their songs. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me all about that. It seems like a lot of fun. They were there last year, and they are really good. So Joe Jonas and group. Yeah, because last year it was Nick Jonas was also there, so it was like a brother's reunion. Brothers, except for Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> who's building houses for celebrities now. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. I mean, hey, do you, you do you. I'm sure he's making a bank, and he's hopefully yeah, happy. He, he was on the Housewives of New Jersey, so... Ready to wrap it up? I'm ready. Well, you guys, as much as we enjoyed this, we do have other things to do. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm just Let's kidding. be honest. I mean, it is finals week. I'm just saying. Um, but hey, you can find us in a variety of places, including facebook.com slash weatherhype or weatherhypepodcast.com. You can also send us... Uh, and. and <laughs> you can also find us on twitter at weather hype both words weather and hype or you can send us an email at weatherhype at gmail.com feel free to leave us a review on itunes or your favorite android app we really appreciate any comments that you might have actually i haven't looked at the reviews in a while i wonder if there are any new ones yeah i don't know if there are i think there might be one more new one but please review us we would really appreciate it and uh you know preferably be five stars but if not we we understand we're okay we're not going to limit you in what you say unless you're being rude on purpose at least if you do that please give us some kind of feedback don't just say this is terrible i hate those people i know we've already talked about that (laughs) on this very podcast don't be that person well until next time until next time stay stay hyped. hyped If anyone, Magic if anyone would like to be our producer, we would love to have you. <laughs> if you just need some extra yeah. credit for a class, or you're trying to add something to your CV. Okay, we're one of those people. If you're trying to add a line to your CV, just let us know. You can be our producer. And you can walk around and be like, yeah, I'm the producer of Weather Hype, FYI. We'll make you business cards at yeah, least. Yeah, we will. How about that? We'll, we'll give them something. We'll give them uh business cards and then uh, uh you get to put it on your resume yeah. That's and you cool. get to awesome have weather hype for life <laughs> even though everyone I mean, else already has that but it's <laughs> you'll know that you're really you're, a, you're a, a, a bigger part of the project
you plus are we'll mention your name at the end of every episode we'll be like thanks to yeah, our we might actually let them do the intro yeah we could do that hi i'm the producer of weather hype and this is what we're going to be talking about yeah, today what about that you get airtime come on what's better than that there is nothing better than that <laughs> nothing oh my gosh anyway in that area in order to figure out like what's going on um okay hang on my mom's calling and i should probably take it okay i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> when mother calls you must sorry. man there are so many bloopers for this one i know be fine okay, hang on hello oh, hold on hold on to okay, me she because i'm a little unsteady hold on a minute i hate that song but somehow it's in my head.